Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. What happened at the cross when Jesus died? This is part one of two. Key verses are 1 Corinthians 1, 17 and 18. Verse 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now, cross in these verses means figuratively exposure to death, and that is its self-denial, and by implication, the atonement of Christ. The context in verse 17 is the cross of Christ represents self-denial, and in verse 18, the cross is foolishness, represents the world's mockery of denying ourselves of selfish, sinful pleasure. One example is rampant sex outside of marriage. Now, it's easy to identify with an idea about someone and not know the reality behind the idea. People do this with celebrities all the time. But may God forbid we do this with his son, Jesus, or the cross on which he died. But even then, it's hard to describe fully what happened on that cross. I struggle with fully appreciating it in a way that would lead me to be more thankful than I am. And then also, many get caught up in the struggle Paul described in Romans 7 and neglect the exhortation of Romans 6, 4. So to help get a worshipful mindset about the cross, let me describe the crucifixion from a heavenly perspective. Almighty God who is uncreated, eternal, self-existent, sovereign Lord over all, sent his only begotten Son from the dimension of heaven to the dimension of our universe containing the earth. They called him Jesus, born to a woman. He lived as one of us, and around 30 years of age began to preach the gospel to the poor in spirit. This got him into trouble with the religious crowd of the day, because he repeatedly told them their religion would not get them into heaven. And their religion is all too common today. It's a belief that good works and religious rituals will earn God's forgiveness of sin. And so the men of that day had him killed by Roman government officials in Jerusalem at the time. The Romans killed Jesus by spiking him to a cross until he died. And as the song in Christ Alone proclaims, Listen to this. And on the cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. And Jesus died in our place. And it was his death and his death alone that satisfied the wrath of God. And now we have but to ask God's forgiveness based on Jesus having paid the penalty for sin. He said from the cross, it is finished. And that's found in John 19.30. And then we receive the forgiveness by faith by believing it, and if we do this, we are born again. The evidence of a new birth, not the cause, but the evidence is repentance worked out in the life of a Christian. And repentance is simply a change of mindset, change of direction. So coming to God to obtain forgiveness is more than gaining that forgiveness and then eternal life in heaven, as wonderful as that is. The question to ask is what about the life in between becoming a child of God and then the time span between new birth and when we die. So the question I have is, 
What else happened at the cross when Jesus died? The devotion focuses Jesus died for our sin to give us his life. Examine with me the results of Jesus' death. But first, let's go back to the Hebrew name of the Son of God to understand the meaning of the cross and who it was that died on it. His name in Hebrew is Yeshua. It can translate also Jehoshua. And into the English, directly from the Hebrew, it's Joshua. And it means the self-existent or eternal Jehovah God, which is the national name of God. This is taken from a primitive root, which means to set free, to avenge, defend, deliver, rescue, to make safe, having salvation, and to get the victory. All of this is contained in that name of Almighty God. And in the key verse of 1 Corinthians 1.17, the title of Christ means Messiah. Christ is not the last name of Jesus. His title is Jesus the Messiah. But in Jesus' day, he was called Yahashua or Yeshua Messiah. The meaning of his Hebrew name means God saves. And this is important to understand. It is God who saves us. But saves us from what? He saves us from the penalty for sin, which is death, eternal death separated from God for all time. This happens to all who die without trusting and claiming by faith the pardon available to all who will ask for it. Now, this pardon was made possible when Jesus atoned for our sin. This means he paid the penalty and paid it in full. There's nothing left to do. The price he paid to make atonement for our sin was his life, his eternal life. And so he gave his life for us. And if we trust that truth, and ask God to apply the atonement to our personal sins, Jesus then gives us his life, his eternal life, at the instant we pray in faith. Now, this level of faith reveals its sincerity by our changed life afterward as we grow in knowledge and application of Jesus' commands found in Scripture. Listen to Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now, in summary, this episode examines some background to Jesus' life and the biblical writer's accounts of a few principles involved in the atonement. That was the payment Jesus made with his life, his life for ours. The action to consider is read the account of Jesus' death in the Gospel of John, chapter 19. Read it in its entirety every day for the next five days. And before reading it, ask God to open your heart to His truth concerning the death of His Son. Next week's devotion is a continuation of what happened on the cross, part two of two. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.